Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking, fucking killing, killing Me. I'm Rainy. And I'm Corinne. Welcome back to season four, y'all. Holy crap. It, How did we get here? I don't know, but it feels <laughs> like it's been years. <laughs> years. Literal years. Yeah. And I'm just talking about September to October. <laughs> uh, I feel like so much has changed in six months, but not really slash stay the same. Mm-hmm. Slash we're still here. Mm-hmm. Living this pandemic life. Yeah. But slightly differently. And if you're wondering why there's so many crazy sounds outside, oh, it's because God. we are recording from my porch because <laughs> COVID-19. Fucks everything up. Fucks everything up, guys. Yeah, so we're recording outside as much as we can. We're trying to... Adapt. Adapt. We're not pivoting, though. <laughs> I will never use pivot again in my entire life. Why? I feel like it's such an annoying term now. Everybody's like, you gotta pivot. You gotta pivot online. You gotta pivot this way. Pivot I'm that. so fucking over virtual content. <laughs> as virtual content no but you know what i mean i'm i'm over like virtual content that's supposed to be for like in live performance ah yes you know like everything that's being like live streamed or live broadcasted yeah i have a zoom hangover i have a virtual content hangover i really appreciate and applaud those who are trying to move their like big festivals and performances online but i am over it yeah you know also, I never feel like engaging with that. No. I never, I didn't, I haven't watched anything that has moved online. Yeah, I've watched like one or two things. I watched Kendra Epic's um, Gecko at Forum Festival because, Kendra, you're amazing. <laughs> um, but that's, that's basically it. And I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that hasn't watched that? Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. Oh, um, I'll take that. We're so happy to be back with you this season. Yeah. We have some amazing guests, and we are trying our absolute best to continuously bring you new guests and new content um, while we kind of try and navigate through this pandemic. Yeah. We're trying to do it in a way that also, like, fits what we've been doing for a while now, like comfortable, easy, long-form conversations that don't feel scripted, that, yeah. like, get down to it because the like online stuff and virtual interviews are just like not really our thing. Yeah, and it's really hard to sift through a lot of boring content. Yeah. So we're trying to make it as engaging as possible um, and try and like not make it as fluffy. Yeah, totally. And if you're like wondering if we're like still recording in person, we are, mm -hmm. but we're in an apartment that has open airflow. Mm -hmm. Everybody has their own lap mic. Nobody touches each other. We're mm -hmm. um, six. We're distancing. Yeah. Masks, if that makes people feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, we're doing the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And then hopefully, you know, our numbers will go down and we won't be going back into shelter in place. Yeah. And we can continue to do this. But if that doesn't happen, we are going to have to try and figure out a new way yes. to do this. So just uh, keep that in mind as you listen to the next couple months of content. Yeah. And our first guest of the season is fucking great. Yes. Ah. Oh my gosh. It's taken us four seasons but we finally have a drag queen yes. on the podcast. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but Canada's Drag Race hit Crave. Yes. And it's like all of a sudden Canadians were like, oh my God, drag queens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was already like, oh my yeah. God, drag queens. Yeah. But I'd been a, such a big fan of RuPaul for so, RuPaul's Drag Race for yeah. so long. Yes. So it was yeah. super lovely when um, the one queen of the North, Brooklyn Heights, got her own Canada's Drag Race. Ew. But we are very happy to have this drag queen on. Hamza, and her drag name is Mango Lessie. She is a bearded queen, a makeup queen. Fabulous makeup artist. So amazing. Yeah, and just a lovely, really like a lovely soul. So happy to have this person on. They were great. Yeah. Okay, well let's get started with Hamza. Hamza. My name is Hamza Mian, AKA Mango Lessie, and I am a drag queen. I really want to know how you got started with your makeup because it's phenomenal. Okay, so the makeup started a long time ago. I like to tell people I started when I was like a toddler because my <laughs> my mom and my older sister and my, one of my aunts put me in drag for the first time. So like wow. I was literally like a, it's a thing in like South Asian culture where they'll take their um, the little boys mm -hmm. and they'll put them in like um, mm. bridal wear and then take photos and like that's it 
then it all comes off. And then once they hit puberty, you're not allowed to act feminine anymore. Anymore. Why is that? Do you know why that's a, like a tradition? I don't know. Like everyone has that done. Like my uncles had. I've seen a photo of my uncle in that too. I'm like, girl. girl. <laughs> What, what is this? Why are you guys homophobic when you're doing this? Yeah, stuff? exactly. So, yeah, it's weird. Um, so that's where my makeup journey started. <laughs> um, but it started for real, like when I started drag yeah. um, about four years ago, and it was on Halloween. Wow. So yeah. I feel like every, not maybe not everybody, but I feel like that's a common thread. It's like it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try this for the first time because yeah. it's like more. So, uh, I don't know if I want to say socially acceptable, but like to be so outrageous. Mm-hmm. Well, the- it is soci- more socially yeah, acceptable. Right. Like um, Halloween gives people permission to like go all out. Mm-hmm. Totally. And so like if you- and be something that maybe they want to be or that they're not. Or- yeah, yeah, or test things out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know a lot of people who've um, done drag on Halloween and then that's their gateway into their transition into being a trans, uh, identify as trans and like, mm. you know, they needed that. Totally. Like it was their like, um, stepping stone. Right. Um, it wasn't that for me. Like I just love dragon. I love makeup. So yeah. like I, it continued after that for me. Yeah. So you taught yourself everything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. YouTube was my drag mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> University YouTube is what we call yeah. it. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, I feel like that's like what you're most, would you say that's what you're most known for on your Instagram? Yeah. 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 From my makeup, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I was doing, when I started with the whole bearded drag thing, yeah. like there weren't a lot of bearded South Asian drag queens. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I got that like, I, I don't want to call it like a shot to fame. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Because I'm not famous. Like, right. it's just... I got popular right, because right. of that um, element aesthetic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like, when did the choice to keep the beard when you were doing drag come in? So I, when I did drag the first time on that Halloween, yeah. like I shaved my beard and I looked disgusting. Did you shave like, your eyebrows too? No. Oh my God. God no. <laughs> I, you so beautiful I, eyebrows. Do I know. I didn't have to, everyone tells me that they're like, oh girl, like don't like you're they're nice shaped. Yeah, too. the shape. Yeah, they're yeah. like the shape is perfect. Don't do anything to them. Like, okay, I won't. Um, so I'm never gonna shave my eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did shave my beard and it was like. I don't like how I look without a beard as a boy. Mm. So like I, I look 16. Like it's oh. so gross. And I have no upper lip. Like in, the mustache kind of masks the fact that I don't have an <laughs> upper lip. And I'm like, if I shave my face, I'll have to get lip injections. Oh. So that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's <that>. why. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I kept the beard later as like a homage to my South Asian culture, like right. a South Asian heritage. So like mm-hmm. um, a lot of Muslim men are, it's, it's like a, I don't know the English word. It's, it's like swab. I don't know what that means in English. It's like a good deed almost. Mm, okay. um, it's like a, uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I had some Christian friends who only wore dresses, like they didn't wear pants. Mm. And that's, I don't know if that's like in the Bible or not. Mm. <laughs> like it's a okay. thing that Christians are supposed to do. Right, right. So like Muslim men are supposed to keep beards. Right. Um, so it's kind of like a, I don't know. The men in my family have beards, and I like love my beard. <laughs> and it also like fucks with the idea of gender too. Yeah, like, right. I, Especially in drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm already a, a cis male in uh, like doing drag, and then on top of that, I have a beard. So it like really confuses people, and it mm-hmm. makes people right. think about what gender is. Right. Yeah. Have you ever had anybody tell you to like oh, yeah, any like drag queens who are like older or like uh-huh. have been in the industry longer have told you to shave it or? Oh yeah, I get that all the time. Really? I've had yeah. There was actually somebody on. There was a guest judge on Canada's Drag Race who told me to shave my beard, and I was like, no. Thank wow. You for your Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I understand where she was coming from because she is um, very old. Uh-huh. Um, and she is a pioneer mm-hmm. in Toronto's village. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and like I, I understand where that point of view comes from, but it's not like it's not valid anymore. It's not evolving either. Like you're no. not evolving your knowledge yeah. or your idea of like what's coming after. Yeah, or right. what gender is. Like um, totally. Yeah. A lot of these older queens are stuck in this. Um, frame of thought that uh, drag is just impersonating women. Right. But that's not compl- that's not fully what my drag is. No. Right. Like mine is more like 
um, meddling with the idea of gender. Yeah. Right. And it feels like it's a, a big homage to like who you are and where you came from. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I incorporate so, a lot of the South Asian stuff into it. Yeah. So, so there's the cross culture and yeah. then the gender, mm -hmm. I don't want to say bending, but yeah, you know, yeah. the fluidity of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. you like pay such like homage and you like talk about like everything, like South, like where you come from. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you, how is it for you to be like very proud of where you came from mm -hmm. and also have like a culture that in a way is homophobic or yeah. sorry, not in a way is homophobic and then yeah. also kind of is like rejecting that idea in a sense. Yeah. So like that's even to this day, it's very difficult for me to balance the two because on one hand I'm, I'm getting praise for being Muslim and like mm -hmm. being South Asian mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, being from Pakistan and like, incorporating that into everything I do into all my queer stuff that I do mm -hmm. um, but at the same time I'm, I get a lot of hate um, a couple weeks ago one of my TikToks went viral mm -hmm. and the hate I got on that was insane like I it made me sad like after mm -hmm. a long time like I'm yeah I've been dealing with this stuff for four years now mm -hmm. so like it was weird go, getting that that many get, getting that much attention yeah. from that and then being proud of that and then at the same time being like oh shit like there's people out here who really hate me for existing mm -hmm. right yeah and it's um i don't know it was weird mm -hmm. i it's i'm still trying to find out how to yeah. deal with that but i have a great support system so right. like my sisters support me um i have a huge um fan base uh. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Um, yeah. they support but they, me and they like, have your back they'll yeah. like if they see someone commenting they're gonna oh, be like yeah. on it yeah, I yeah. did not even like bother comment I comment, comment you can't read back the to like one person yeah yeah and then like the rest of the hate messages other people were commenting for me I'm like yeah. okay I don't need to do anything no no, no. Yeah. yeah and it's like it's uh, it's um reassuring yeah yeah um wow. yeah and I have like friends um in person that like of course support me and like yeah. are always there for me yeah so that's nice to have wow Timed life. Everything's on a timer. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> surprising. Um, do you you talked about in your bio that you sent us mm -hmm. that you were recently outed to like your aunts and your uncles? Yeah. Do you want to? You mind yeah, talking yeah, about that? Yeah. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, just because it's in the same realm, kind of, of what we were just talking about. Yeah. How are you outed? Um, so last summer, um, I think it was like August. Um, I did, so a couple months before that, I did a interview with CBC and it was about, um, they headlined it as living a double life. Mm -hmm. And at mm. the time I was like, okay, like, I hope this isn't going to be the headline, yeah. but that was like the theme of the show, like the episodes that they were doing. It was a bunch of people who hid things from their parents or their family oh. who like, um, who were kind of making it. So like right. there was a musician who like hid the music part from their family and like they were like living it up downtown, like wow. doing shows and shit. And like, then they asked me to do it and it was the whole drag thing and like being gay and hiding that from my family, from my parents. Mm -hmm. um, so I agreed to do that. And then like the, the headline said, blah, 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 living a double life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this, is kind of um, problematic because I'm right. not living a double life. Mm -hmm. You don't feel like you are. Mm -hmm. No, I yeah. don't. Because yeah. like I'm living one life. <laughs> like it's just, I have to create. It's just like a different part of your personality. Yeah, yeah. like I have to create um, boundaries. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think creating a boundary is, is living a whole separate life. Not at all. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so like uh, when that went, I didn't go viral. It just was on the news. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it was just on like CBC attitude to your parents. Not to my parents, to oh. my aunt and oh, to my man. uncle and like their whole side of the family who are very religious. Mm. And so I get this text from my aunt like I think it was like two months after the thing aired. Oh, so it must have been oh. a repeat on CBC. Circulating. Yeah, or it was circulating online. Yeah. Um, and she was like. I saw the interview that you did, like, it's so disgraceful. Um, she said a bunch of other shit and I knew it was in her typing. It was one of her daughters because her English is bad. And I'm like, girl, your English is 
too good for this, <laughs> for this hate message. <laughs> so wow. the first thing I wrote was like, um, which one of the kids is writing this? Yeah. Like, if you're comfortable writing this, you're not on my side. Yeah. No, Like, you do all. not support me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, my aunt, like, sent a, she said a bunch of shit. And then she was like, uh, don't, I don't want contact with you from now on. And I was like, okay. Like, you, we lived together for 13 years. But if you want to do that, you know, that's cute. Uh, wow. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> um, and I, at this point, I was like, you know, like, I wasn't. I was disappointed in her and disappointed in her kids, yeah. but I wasn't sad um, so, because like I realized that I don't need her support. Like I never had it to begin with, mm -hmm. right. but I don't need it because I, I have a lot of other people supporting me right now. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then um, Eid, uh, Eid was a couple of weeks after that and I walked in, everyone came to our house that day and mm -hmm. I walked in, nobody said hi to me. Nobody wished me a, like Eid Mubarak. Sorry, I'm not sure what that is. Eid is a, it's the, it, so there's two Eids every year. Okay. Um, the first, this Eid was the one after Ramadan. So that's the one where Muslims fast. Yes, okay. yes. Um, so there was like a huge celebration after. Great. Um, and it was at our house and I walked in and nobody said hi to me. Nobody greeted me, nothing. Um, so and they I, just ignored you. Yeah, so, and that's when I felt sad. And I felt yeah. very isolated and lonely. And I was like, wow, like my, my family's here, but they're not my family anymore. Right. Yeah, it was very... That's so it was really scary. Yeah, it and it's what's interesting about that. Do you was it more of the older generation than it was the younger generation, like your cousins, or was it equal? So my my aunt is my mom's sister, yeah. and like um, so it was her and her friends that mm -hmm. had like her friends told her yeah um, about the CBC thing right. Um, so like it what it's. A mix. So, like, it was that generation, like, my mm -hmm. parents' generation, and then my cousins who grew up here and, like, who have been surrounded by a whole host of people. So, yeah. like, they should be used to this. Yeah. Right. Um, and they were okay with it until it was on the news. Until people knew. Until people knew. That's fucked. Oh. Yeah. That's it super was, fucked. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, you guys, like, were, like, I came out to y'all, like, the year before, and you were okay with it. But now that it's on the news, and now that I mentioned your mom, I didn't mention her by name. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to mention her by name no, here either. Yeah. Right. Um, but, like, if they hear this, they're going to be like, oh, he did it again. But I'm, of course, what, like, I'm not singling you out. Yeah, yeah, Right. Um, so, like, for you to become so defensive, yeah. it shows that you're insecure about something. Like, you feel yeah. like you had a part in me being gay or me mm. turning out this way. Because the, the reason I mentioned her in that CBC thing is because she's the one who... Like her and my mom and my sister put right. me in drag the first drag time. the first time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like she feels guilty. Th that's what I think. I don't know. Mm, from I'm not a psychologist or whatever, yeah. but <laughs> right. It just but makes she, sense. Yeah, but she feels guilty because she thinks it's a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And if she yeah. and if there wasn't that homophobia, mm -hmm. then she probably wouldn't be taking it so personally. Right. Yeah. You, um, I mean, oh, and I I just find this really confusing about a lot of South Asian people from her generation. Right. Um, like, they'll go back home um, to Pakistan or India, and, like, they will p party with the... So it's, like, kind of a blessing when a, when a, a third-gender person comes to um, a celebration. So they're called hijras in mm -hmm. Pakistan. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're there to, like... Uh, so, like, if a, a wedding happens, they come and they, like, bless the bride and groom. They mm -hmm. dance, and then they go home. So they, they are queer. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but my aunt has acted so friendly towards those people because they're entertainment. Mm. But when it, mm. when it becomes a family issue, it's not acceptable anymore. Right. Wow. So it's just weird watching this play out. Like I watched this documentary with my dad years ago and it's called Kiss the Moon. It's about the Hijra community in Pakistan. And he was like praising them. He's like, yeah, like they're put on a pedestal, even though they're like the lowest in society, they're still put on a pedestal because they offer blessings to people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how are you doing? Like, why are you okay with this? But mm -hmm. if I were to come out, you would disown me in a second. Right. Like, it just didn't, like, there's this weird dynamic. Right. Um, I was talking to someone, some, I think he was talking about something similar. Um, he's Guyanese, mm -hmm. and he was talking about that in the 
community that they but they're not actually like part of the community they come in they do their celebrations they're yeah. their entertainment yeah and then they're like we don't want you anymore yeah that's yeah. how it is yeah 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 wow. mm-hmm. and it's it, so crazy like they they're ostracized to the point of living in their own communities like yeah. it's yeah. not even like they're integrated with everyone else they're literally cut off yeah it makes it me think about like is it like that with just them or was it also like that with all entertainers it's just them because oh. I've seen um, like female entertainers, like yeah. cis female entertainers who like dance or whatever, like they um, they don't get treated the same. Like they, there's of course that misogyny tied into there too, right. but it's just not the same as a queer person. Right. Right. So they're shunned from their communities because... Yeah. Because of their queerness. Yeah. It's crazy. And how is your, like, your, you came out to your entire family, your dad included? No. So my oh, parents okay. still don't know. Okay. Um, I, I like to say they're in denial because they've asked me several times. Like, at those times when they asked me, I wasn't ready to come out. Right. Um, before I did drag, I used to do a lot of queer art. Mm-hmm. So I had, like, portraits cool. of, like, people kissing yeah, in yeah. my room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he was like, yo, are you gay? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I just wasn't ready to right. come out. Like, no. it, I knew it wouldn't end well for me. Right. Um, and my sisters were in the room when my dad asked, and they were like, don't say it. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, like, I like I trust their intuition yeah. and my own as well. So, like, I didn't come out to them at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the last relationship I was in, it was five years long, and my partner was at my house all the time. Like, he slept over all the time. Like, literally every week. And my mom was just like, yeah, like, your friend, your friend. I'm like, yeah, my friend. Do you but think she point, knew that she oh, knows? Yeah, She's course. just like... Of course. Yeah. Like, um, it's just denial at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. once you say it out loud, it becomes a reality. Right. And I think they're afraid to say these things out loud. Wow. Yeah. But it's weird because, like, have they ever seen... They've never seen you perform then, I'm assuming. No, not either. perform, but they've seen me in face before. Oh, Not okay. in, like, full outfit. But they've oh. seen my makeup before. And what do they say? I just tell them it's for a costume party or like mm. whatever yeah. party's happening downtown or like right. going right. to a photo shoot or what. Like I, there's always an excuse. Right. right, right. And like because they're too afraid to say like you're gay, um, that I'm safe. Like I have a safe net or a net or I don't know what to call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like I have a safe net. <laughs> Um, like I have that so like I don't need to worry like it's just yeah. one less thing I have to worry about and at this point I'm okay with it do you think they'll I mean it's amazing that you have that like strength to have that acceptance that's yeah. fantastic do you think they'll ever like come to see you or do you think you'll ever be able to invite them to watch you perform because you're maybe yeah. but I'm, I I can like confidently say that I don't care wow. right. um, because like I yeah like for years we're like a lot of queer people are fed this like it gets better thing yeah and sometimes it doesn't get better right right and like and like i i appreciate the sentiment so much and like Mm -hmm. the encouragement that this gives to young queer people Mm -hmm. but i'm a realistic person Mm -hmm. like if something's not gonna work i want to know that it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. i don't want to be fed these like possibilities that Mm -hmm. like oh it might get better for you but I think that maybe like it might get better for you was the you just coming to the realization that yeah, you're right. You don't have to tell That's you don't want to exactly. come that and for I'm you was the change that. like yeah. maybe yeah. the changing point. Yeah. Where like I, yeah, that was my like aha moment. Like, yeah. oh shit, this isn't gonna work. Okay. Grow up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like and I'm fine with it now. <laughs> like I don't need to live in this like idea that my oh my god, my really religious Muslim parents are gonna come around to their gay son. Like <laughs> Who does drag too? Yeah, like, yeah. that's a whole nother right. thing on top of just being gay. Right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I think a lot of other um, queer people of color like are in the same boat as me, and like, or people with religious families, mm-hmm. and like, you come to a point where you're like, okay, I have to live like this, and it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm still live. It's not like I'm hiding anything. I still live a very authentic life. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, just my parents don't know and that's okay that's totally yeah. fine yeah, yeah. and coming like out it's weird sorry coming mm-hmm. out is weird i was just commenting mm-hmm. yeah coming out is weird it is weird yeah like why i always question like why is this 
why does it need to happen? Right, because straight people don't come out. Yeah, yeah. and like I yeah. just, like it just, who cares? Yeah, it's like, literally nobody's business but you and the yeah. person you might be getting naked with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I, some of my friends have come out as non-binary and like trans and I like, I of course care about them but at the same time I'm like, okay. And yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. I appreciate it. And yeah. like, I, I love you, but okay. Can we talk about other things? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's still the same thing for me. Yeah. You're, like, same you're the same person to me still. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like the thing of like coming back in the day of like coming out as a straight person was just like having a wedding. Right. <laughs> that was like, like a shotgun wedding and a baby. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> having a bastard child. That's what it is. There's people from high school who have gotten married to like the opposite sex. And I'm just like, wow, I did not think yeah. you were straight. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like reverse coming out. Like they... Went back in for me. <laughs> well, I think I noticed like a huge trend in um, in women that have like married um, men and then like found out, realized that they were like lesbians and like oh, yeah. married women. Like I especially oh, like cool. on, I like noticed that huge maybe more on social media and like with actresses and like mm-hmm. just like people I know. But I feel like that's like a common thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I also feel for lesbians. Yeah, it's okay to be gay in porn. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay if you're in a serious relationship right. with a woman. Right. Yeah. As soon as the sex is removed, um, like men, like go straight men. Yeah. They're like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know they, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And the U-hauling trope and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the U-hauling trope. Oh my god. It's something I love to joke about, but it's probably not very nice. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, you started performing four years ago as well? Mm-mm. No. So I was an Instagram queen for two years. Wow. And uh, I, the year... I love that you called yourself an Instagram queen. Wow. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like some drag queens are like offended if you call them I actually Instagram was offended queen. for a long time. Okay. Really? And then I was like, okay, but... I am. I'm getting paid to post photos. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> Isn't that also like how a lot of drag queens like are famous on Instagram before they're performing now too? I feel like that's like I feel a like lot that's a new wave. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Like younger, mm-hmm. yeah. younger queens, right? That's true. Yeah, like, like, like Aquarius or Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Aquarius. She yeah. was like an Instagram. Super big Instagram yeah. queen. Yeah. 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 And then she ended up being an amazing performer. Performer yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Like super cool. Unlike um, like Kim Chi. Yeah. yeah. Kim yeah. Chi's makeup looks are out of this, like out of this world. Yeah, I'm um, interested if her makeup line is actually any good. Have you tried it? Yeah, you, you, yeah I, I, I saw you posted oh. something about you using the kimchi. Yeah, literally palette. yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 it was amazing. I just saw that. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, great. she actually follows me, and like we've had conversations before. I'm, I, I like every time we talk, I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> just like one of my drag idols talking yeah. to me. It's like it's surreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started performing two years ago. Uh, so I was offered a, so the reason I got popular <laughs> uh, was because I went to LA, I went to DragCon, okay. um, a huge drag convention. Mm-hmm. It was the second year it was happening, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wore uh, like an East Asian-ish outfit mm-hmm. with really South Asian jewelry and a mm-hmm. turban and everything. And I guess people hadn't seen that before. And, so, and with the beard. With the beard yeah. too. Nice. Um, and I had like the nose ring, the Indian nose ring and everything. Yeah. And um, people, I get people who hadn't seen that before. So like people went nuts. Um, like I was photographed by Paper Magazine, wow. um, Getty Images. Like I'm a Getty girl now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Getty girl. Um, who else was there? There were like a bunch of mm-hmm. important people there who photographed me. Right. Um, and then it, I got back to Toronto and like my DMs just got flooded because of those photos. Wow. It was insane. Um, yeah, and then uh, I got offered a gig that Pride, yeah. um, but I didn't take it because I was way too nervous. Like I'm, I was not ready to perform. So I waited a whole year um, and then I was like, I, my friends run um, the biggest South Asian, queer South Asian party in Canada. It's called Rangila. Um, and I reached out to them and I was like, hey guys, like, I think I'm ready to perform. Yes. And they're like, yeah. Um, 
let this Obviously. be on 420. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, um, I d- there's this old Bollywood song about like getting high. It's like from my parents' generation and it's <laughs> carried on throughout. Um, and I performed that as my first performance on 420 at Rangila. Like it was insane. It was perfect. Yeah. It was like everything just lined up so well. And uh, because of that, I was, I started getting booked in other places. Right. Nice. On top of getting booked on Instagram yeah. for makeup and like mm-hmm. uh, sponsorship shit. Right, yeah. right. Had you like danced or sung or done that stuff like before? Oh, not in public. <laughs> so <laughs> I would always like fool around my room with my yeah. friends or like dance yeah. at a club, but not like dance on a stage in front of people in drag. Right. Um, and even. That first performance, it was like minimal dancing, more burlesque. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like before the year that year, I had been going to a lot of burlesque shows mm. in Toronto, and like I admired those performers so much. Yeah, so like so I tried to emulate that, mm-hmm. um, and it was really nice. Great. Yeah. yeah, we know a ton of burlesque performers. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I have a question because you started performing so late, mm-hmm. and this is I think like. I was also just listening to Dak, Dak Shepard on my way over here. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks a lot about like the high that you get from performing mm-hmm. and the lows that you get after is like the curse of being a performer. Mm-hmm. But because you experienced mm-hmm. performing late, did yeah. you get that? Or like you're always I, chasing the first time you did it? I'm, I, I don't chase that. Like I, I, I enjoy performing. Yeah. Um, like, COVID's made me realize how much I missed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, like, I don't think I feel the low after. Um, unless I know I fucked up really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been, there was one performance where, like, I had this giant light-up skirt. And one of the wires inside wasn't pinned to the skirt. So I stepped on it with my heel and <gasps> the entire thing ripped. Uh-oh. That's, like, I felt shitty because, like, something shitty happened. Mm-hmm. Not because I missed I miss performing, right. if that makes sense. Because I still have, like, I got my start on Instagram, so I still, that's, it's not more valuable to me, it's just where I started. So right. it's always going to, yeah, it's yeah. going to, like, hold more importance to me than yeah. performing in front of people. That's fair. Um, so, like, after performance, I, I know I still be, I'll still be happy because I have Instagram mm-hmm. and, like, social media. That sounds so lame. <laughs> <laughs> Such a millennial answer. I have Instagram. I'm happy. No, but it fine. makes sense because it, it seems like you're, like, you're the first part of your drag was, like, the makeup. It was, like, yeah. creating the looks, mm-hmm. right? And I think that, like, much like Kim Chi, like, you would say, like, I would say I see her as a drag queen and I'm, like, wow, so fucking talented, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I, like, see her first as, like, a makeup queen. Yeah. yeah. And then, like... You know, like you see some people as like dance queens or like mm-hmm. performer queens, and I feel like she's a makeup queen. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I know I'm not a great dancer, mm-hmm. and like I know I'm not the best performer. Mm-hmm. I'm not the best at burlesque. Like I, I know all these things, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I am good at makeup. So like I, Hell yeah. I, yeah. So I know that I have that <laughs> yeah. like on my side. Um, but yeah, I like performing though. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've gotten like a lot of crazy opportunities because like I performed at Stonewall last year. That's fucking crazy. Wow. Like how many people can say they performed at Stonewall? Yeah. On the 50th anniversary. Jesus. It was nuts. Yeah. How is it performing at these events? Like the first event you performed at, and you've performed in, in Pride, at Pride too, right? Yeah. 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 And like these massive monumental moments that are yeah. like so important to like queer community, trans community, like drag community. Mm -hmm. What is the energy like there when you're performing? Um, It's, it it can get like overwhelming, I think at Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. Like you're standing on a stage in the street in front of like the last, not this last pride, pride, (laughs) pre COVID pride. um, I performed at the South Asian stage at Gloucester and Mm -hmm. church. Is it church? Yes. Um, yeah, there was a stage there, got on, um, it was a South Asian performance and I looked down, I could not see the end of the crowd. Like, just, Mm. oh my God, like that, I don't know, that visual, like if you can picture it, it's Mm -hmm. insane, like, Mm -hmm. oh, it's nuts. Yeah. And like the overwhelming amount of like love that you probably feel. Yeah. It was crazy. Like it's Moments like that that make me appreciative that I, I was given the opportunity to perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and it's a lot different a lot different than the than the like um pleasure i guess i get from um online stuff like instagram right. and like social oh, media stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like a different kind of like do you feel like one's more like long lasting than another? Yeah. yeah. So like the Instagram ones, like I, I always know there's hate coming. So like, <laughs> so like I, I know that like that's gonna be short lived. Yeah. <laughs> um, it still makes me happy though. Like especially scrolling back, like looking at all the how I've grown and all the shit that I've done. I'm like, wow, like I did that. Um, that makes me happy, <laughs> and it's a different kind of high than like performing in front of a crowd. Right. And having them cheer and like. Screen. Watching them react, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so crazy. Like when I went to when I performed at Stonewall, I didn't think anyone would show up. They were like, it was on the top floor of Stonewall, so it's much smaller than the main level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was full. It was crazy. Like, and when I went to Winnipeg, like they flew me out for a ball there. Like, mm-hmm. people showed up. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to sh- perform in Chicago just before COVID, people came just to see me, and like that's. That still blows my mind that like I have that I have that kind of impact on people and like especially South Asian people like I just yeah. right I don't know it's it's nice it's so surreal right right because what is the percentage I mean I there probably isn't a what is the percentage of like South Asian drag I have no idea no <laughs> is it pretty like diverse in the drag in community? Toronto or like in the community in general let's say in Toronto just to, like narrow it yeah down. like what is like the percentage of like South Asian mm-hmm. to black to white drag um, I can probably count the brown drag queens on one hand mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of white queens here there's a lot uh, of white queens yeah um, there's a lot of there's I wouldn't say there's a lot of black queens. There's um, a lot of black queens who are performing often in the village, which I love. Like, mm-hmm. I love to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, but when it comes to South Asian performers, there's not a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like you and Priyanka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Priyanka, there's um, yeah. Sush Patel, like, who doesn't perform as often as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were they kind of ushered in like the first era of performance okay. from queer drag uh, queer uh, queer brown people right. in Toronto and then I was told that it stopped for a little bit and then I reignited that um, four years or two years was it two years ago I think it's been three now since I performed I don't yeah. know whatever it was <laughs> yeah. um, like I ushered in that new era yeah. of queens and like yeah. reignited that spark for salvation people. Why do you think that there is, is it, do you think because of all the religious beliefs that are behind South Asian? Um, I don't know if it's the religious beliefs because Hinduism like doesn't say anything about homosexuality. Right. Um, Mm. Like their gods switch between genders. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's more of the culture Mm -hmm. and um, the misogyny in the community. Mm. Um, As soon as you act femme or you do drag, you're kind of shunned, not shunned, you're looked down upon by other um, queer right. people. Mm-hmm. Um, There's like a very specific idea of what masculine, yeah. what masculinity is in, yeah. the, in the community. And it's very tied into South Asian culture. Mm. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do you feel like you have a, you were just talking about how you're overwhelmed by like people that come out to see you specifically. Um, do you feel a sense of responsibility because of mm. that? either in your online presence or in your performance or yeah. how you interact with people? I do. Um, but I always remind myself that I'm not a counselor. I'm not a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just here to uh, spread my art. Right. That's the main thing I'm trying to do and like spread my um, my queerness. You know, like letting people know that it's okay to be queer it's okay not to come out to mm-hmm. whoever you want. Like, it's your choice at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to tell people that, like, your safety comes first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, before anything else. And, like, I don't, I'm, I just like making people happy and, like, I like makeup. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Like, the beginning yeah. of my drag journey was very self-serving. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I can look back now and be like, wow, I was, I did that for myself only, mm. but now my, I have a duty and like a responsibility to educate people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that I have the credentials to 
like right tea right people you <laughs> right. know what i mean do you right, consider yeah. yourself like an activist in the community then or you're just want to help with representation not that i don't um, think one is exclusive yeah. of the other i i think other people would call me an activist okay um i think my existence is a form of activism mm-hmm. um and i i think that like drag and being queer um is a form of activism like just oh. existing is yeah like if you're if you're just living your life and people are giving you the death threats like you're you're um that's your activism you know what i mean yeah like yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah like it's um i don't know i think it's that's weird. excellently put yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> your like existence is is activism yeah. in itself yeah. and yes. you, you're like strong enough and like oh, to like post that and come out and like talk about it and yeah. Yeah. and I know yeah. it's inspiring other people. Like when I get mm-hmm. messages from queer youth in Pakistan and India, and like mm-hmm. um, in the states, like literally everywhere, who tell me like your your photo helped me today, or like mm-hmm. you know you just showing yourself in makeup. Like it made me want to do makeup and be more feminine, and like that's uh, when you're impacting people at that level. Like it's a form of act- form of activism, mm-hmm. in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Really yeah, and I'm not afraid to like call people out. This is why I think <laughs> other people would consider me an activist. So like earlier this year, I called out Georgie Girl um, in the village. She's a queen who's been performing for 20, over 20 years. And she- This all the- uh, At the Woody's? Yeah, this was all the, like the, I don't know, the tea at Woody's where they were like, oh. yeah, it was, yeah. So that was because of me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I do actually know that. Yeah, so I, uh, I was at Woody's with my friends. It was a bunch of brown guys. And um, Georgie Girl thought it would be funny to say assalamu alaikum to all of us. Um, and then... Say what, sorry? Assalamu alaikum. It means hello. In, okay. In, uh, like, it's a Muslim greeting for hello. Which is not that bad. But then she went on and started, like, mimicking Arabic. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking stupid. And this is not the first time she's done this. Um, so That's what I, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you mean mimicking? Just like... Like, Arabic is very glottal. Yeah. So she was making, like, very deep glottal sounds, like, trying to speak Arabic. Whoa. And I was like, okay, like, how do you... That's, like, Whoa. a person... <laughs> like, people impersonating Chinese, you yeah. know? Like... Right. It's Pulling not, eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not okay, like... Racism. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah. it is racism. Yeah. Like, what... It's... It's not funny. Like, no, it's not funny. And, like, everyone was laughing and shit. And I'm just like, you're just... No, <laughs> like, right. what are you doing? So I, um, I didn't want to call her out during the show. Like, I would. There's the crap. Uh, Woody's is filled with white men all the time. Yeah, like old white men. So like, it's I'm not so gonna get my ass kicked by like 20 white guys. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I called her out on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram because yeah. that's where my biggest platforms are and that's where I have the most impact. Mm-hmm. And the number of people that came to my support was insane. Like this, you know, it's been a problem. Mm-hmm. When you have uh, queens who are booked at Woody's all the time messaging you and being like, thank you for saying this because it's right. been a problem for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like that's, and w- like Dean from Woody's reached out to me and apologized and said they're, they're um, moving forward and, and giving uh, their performers um, sensitivity training. Oh, okay. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, that's fair. And like they Step. put up... Um, signs in the mm. dressing room saying right. like none of this shit anymore and blah mm-hmm. blah right um which i which i appreciate um because there is this weird thing with drag where it's like supposed to be pushing drag is like always supposed to be like pushing right yeah it's supposed to be like pushing boundaries i want to say or mm-hmm. pushing like the envelope yeah but like this where is that like limit between pushing the envelope and it becomes like offensive racism? Yeah. So if Priyanka was up there and she did the same thing yeah. to me, I wouldn't care because yeah. I know Priyanka's background. Right. Like, right. I know she's of South Asian descent. I don't fucking care. Yeah. But when you have this old white man up there, mm-hmm. um, like mimicking something that they have no part in, yeah. right. no knowledge about. Yeah. yeah. And then they tried to play the victim on Facebook too, and it was just. All these old white men coming to her defense, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so stupid." Mm. I'm I'm so glad you said that about Woody's because I mm-hmm. people that don't live in the village think it's like this inclusive. You mm. know, I don't use the word um, 
rainbow of like people and everybody's there. I was like, I fucking live there and it is old gay white men. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. You yeah. do not see like only for parties and for like events do you see other people come out. But like right. when I go get up and go get my morning coffee, it's just like all the old men. Yeah. My entire building is all basically old white men. Right. There's no I don't see people on a regular basis that I would consider large parts of the queer community. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see myself represented at all. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yeah. It sucks. Like there's so much misogyny and like racism mm-hmm. ingrained into the village and like it's crazy. It just pushes all of these performers of color out. Yeah. Mm. Like the only place I perform now is Glad Day because they're the best. They're, they literally <laughs> are the best. They're amazing. Yeah. And Cruz, um, I haven't performed there, but I I know they have performers of color there all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I appreciate, and I know the owner is a man of color as well. So like, wow. I just appreciate that. Right. Like that space being there. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was trying to tell someone the other day that there was like no lesbian bars in Toronto. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have a like, conversation. Like, I feel like all the time, all the time. with like straight men. Yeah, yeah. they're like, <laughs> they're like upstairs. They're, yeah. Like yeah. it's supposed to be a lesbian bar, but it's not. it's not. And they're like, but there's gay bars, and I was like, mm, not the mm. same. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a woman walks into a gay bar. It's like she's taking up space where a hot guy could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I'm so careful. Like with lavender. When Lavender mm. happens, like, I've been asked to perform there, but I usually don't go when I'm not performing. Right. Because I don't want to take up that space. It's, like, one of the few parties where, like, queer women and non-binary people mm-hmm. have to themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not my place to, like, exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they need their own space. Like, right. Uh, it's just so annoying. Yeah. I think everyone needs their own space to, like, feel comfortable and feel yeah. who they are and not feel, like... Right. Yeah, a minority amongst... And just religion. to assume that, like, a gay bar is inclusive, I think is, like, uh, like ignorant. It shows your, oh, like, yeah, it shows your, like lack of knowledge, definitely. Yeah. 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 And, like, yeah. you actually don't go there, because if you actually went there, mm-hmm. you would see that it's not that thing. You go there as, like, a trope. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't really see this in other places, though. Like, I, I've been to Chicago scene and, like, performed there, and it was really mixed. Mm. Really? And, like... The bars I've been to in New York, pretty mixed as well. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Like It's just Toronto. I don't know if it's a Toronto thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe there are. I mean, maybe it's also one of those things where you don't actually know until you, like, live, live there. Spend, yeah, you know, because, that's the other thing. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, probably the place, when we've all been there, it's been, like, for a party, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. different in, in different cities, cities and stuff. Yeah, right. So it's hard to say what the other... Like geographically speaking, how everything mm-hmm. is run in different yeah, that's places. True. Yeah, I will say. I mean, I'm sure New York has a massive scene just because of the history of it. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, Chicago's was more diverse with race. Like mm-hmm. I found, like, um, they, like Berlin was a. We were told it was Berlin. a great place for queer people of color to go. So yeah. like we did that, and it was amazing. Yeah, Berlin's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hydrate was another. Is Hydrate a club or an event? I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Well, we went there. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice, too. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of places in New York that... They were pretty, like, white. But it was... I don't know. I felt fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, New York scene is just so... So different. So mm-hmm. different. Yeah. It's so, oh. I miss New York every day. I know. Honestly, <laughs> New York and LA. Like, if I had the chance to move right now... You would still go? I um, not New York. I would move to LA with, like, in, in a heartbeat. heartbeat. I'd really? Move to LA. Yeah, yeah, like I'd love LA. Wow. I don't know how long I'd love it for, but mm. yeah. I, <laughs> I like. I've been there like three times, and yeah. each time has been so fun. Um, ooh, I want to ask you before we ask you like the final question mm-hmm. because it's on like everyone's minds right now. Yeah. Canada's Drag Race just yeah. finished. Yeah. Do you feel like that's like something you would like to do, or do you think that like it would be an excellent like perk? Or what's your opinion on it? So, um, <laughs> I didn't apply last season. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't even realize that there was like an application. I thought they just yeah. like hand-selected people. No, it was an application process. Oh, weird. Yeah, so you like... That makes to, more sense now. <laughs> yeah, you have to like apply and then go through like all these 
vetting mm. stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. like a psych test and all this other shit. So, <laughs> yeah. really? Um, yeah, that's because it's heard. so intense. It's so like compounded, right? Yeah, it's, it's shot so quickly, and you're doing something every single day, yeah. and you're locked in a house or a hotel. Hotel. Yeah, you, you have like no leave. contact. Where, where it was filmed here, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was filmed in like Hamilton or. Yeah, and it was also winter, wasn't it? Yeah, that's so, why everyone was in parkas and like sweaters and. I don't. Shows. I can't believe no one else noticed that. Yeah. Nobody else <laughs> and I talked to noticed it anyways. Yeah. I was like, they're filming in a warehouse. This is built in a set that has no heat. Look at them. Yeah. They're all in a thousand layers. All those queens <laughs> left before Halloween. Yeah. So it was filmed like in end November, of October, November. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. it's filmed within like three weeks. It's so yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah, I guess it just, I mean, I understand this, like, component. It just, like, I think it surprises me because it's reality TV. So you, <laughs> right? You know, know, like, that's what like, I'm like, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> not, that I, not that I, <laughs> I get that it's, like, hard work, like, well done, but I was, yeah. like, more, <laughs> like, surprised because it's, like, they obviously the want the most, like, amount of crazy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right? I know. Um, so, like, I didn't apply last year. I was, like, going through crazy shit. Um, like the whole coming out thing, I was like, oh, fuck this. Like, yeah. Can you imagine? Time. And you're just like on TV. I know. Yeah. I was like, surprise, you thought CBC was bad? Look at this. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going to apply this year. Okay. Um, people have been asking me if I'm going to keep my beard. And uh, Drag Race Holland just ha- has a bearded drag queen on their cast. Great. So I think I'm going to keep my beard um, during the application process. Um, but I, I, before I found out that it was a bearded queen cast, I told my friends like, you know what? I think I'm going to like shave my beard at the end of September and like do some looks, maybe just see what it looks like. <laughs> um, but now I don't really want to do that. Um, and if any producers are listening to this, um, <laughs> I have like a lot of great storylines. Like I'm Muslim, <laughs> South Asian, my parents don't know. Like, y'all can really play on that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I think I'm going to apply. Cool. We'll see what happens. You definitely should. We have to ask you the question. Is being an artist fucking killing you? Absolutely. <laughs> In the best way. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way though. Like I love my life, mm-hmm. um, all the ups and downs. Like I'm very appreciative of them. Mm-hmm. Um, being an artist is killing me, but I like wouldn't have it any other way. It's it's a really fulfilling life. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! That right was there awesome. with you. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Yay. Um, if they people are looking to follow you mm-hmm. or find you, are you performing soon? I October October first. Wow. Mm. Okay. So you're performing October first. October first, my friend Hannah is launching her book at Glad Day. Mm. Uh, so I'll be uh, I'm actually in the book. She wrote an essay about me. <laughs> so she's gonna read the essay about me and then I'm gonna perform and then she's gonna um, continue reading from her book. Like cool. she's an amazing artist and an amazing poet, uh, amazing writer. Um, definitely check that out. Wow. Um, and I'm sure more things will come in October because of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, your yeah. Instagram handle, I guess they can find yeah. it. Yeah. Instagram is at underscore Humzer, H-U-M-Z-E-R. Wow. Beautiful. Perfect. Great. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. It was so nice having you. Thank <laughs> you. This is fun. <laughs> um, if you guys are listening and you liked what you heard, please go leave us a review, subscribe to us, do all of the things. Go follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Let us know what you thought. And thank you all so much. We'll see you next time.